When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. If you find yourself with frostbite, take care of it as soon as you can. Despite the popular misconception, do not pour hot water on the damaged skin. It'll make things much worse. Instead, if you can't see a doctor immediately, remove any wet clothing and put the place with frostbite in warm water. Then, make sure that the damaged body part isn't going to freeze again and keep it elevated to reduce swelling. Lastly, put a bandage on the frostbitten area. If it's your fingers or toes, Wrap a bandage around each of them and place cotton balls in between so that they don't touch. Never ever rub the damaged spot. You probably know that without water, a person can survive no more than 3 days. But it may take even less time before your body stops working properly. It depends on how hot the weather is or how active you are. So, if you run out of water in the wilderness, your top priority is to find a source of it. Keep in mind that water always runs downhill. Head in that direction. It's your best chance to find clean water and avoid dehydration. Speaking of flowing water, if you get lost in the wilderness and have no idea what direction to choose, find a stream or a small creek. Follow it until it merges with a larger river and it'll take you to an inhabited area where you'll get help. You should never go on a hike without some means to make a fire. A lighter sounds good, but what if you lose it or drop it in the water? To be on the safe side, put some matchsticks in a plastic bag and bring them along. Keep in mind that the bag should have a secure seal to protect the matches from liquids. Another way to ensure that your matchsticks will work when you need them is to cover their heads in wax. It's easy to do. Just dip the matches into hot wax and let them dry. It'll make them waterproof, and to use one, you'll just have to scrape the wax off the match head. So, let's say you're wandering in the wilderness, lost and desperate, when suddenly you see a cave. No one will deny that it can make a perfect shelter. There's some wood and tinder you can pick up nearby, and you have matches. It seems all odds are in your favor, and they are if you don't make a fatal mistake, which is building a fire inside the cave. The main problem isn't the smoke from the fire. The thing is, the heat coming from your fire will cause the rocks, which make up the walls and ceiling of the cave, to expand. Eventually, they'll give in, and you may get trapped in a rockfall or a landslide. To stay warm and safe, build a fire right outside the cave. You're running to your friend's place. Everything around you is getting swept up by the insane winds. But when you turn around, You see the tornado turning reddish. You can barely see it because of the debris. But the spinning vortex, it's, well, it's on fire. It's a fire tornado. 
These spinning flame winds can reach 140 miles per hour and can be between 15 to 150 feet tall and as much as 500 feet wide. These monsters occur when tons of smoke get whirled around, so the thunderstorm starts to act like a tornado. By the way, many fire tornadoes can even occur in a bonfire and are called fire whirls. Next time you're camping or setting up your living room fireplace, check it out. You might just spot one spinning around in there. Anyway, it's getting closer and closer, throwing ash all over. It's already pretty hard for you to see where you're going. You use your hands to wave off some of the smoke and ash flying around your face, but it's useless. You keep sprinting as fast as you can until you spot a huge truck. Just park right there in the middle of the road. You crawl underneath. It's one of those trucks that has like 20 wheels. They look so big and heavy up close. Then you hear a creaking sound and a humming sound. The wheels, they look magical. Gracefully, they start lifting off the ground, as if the truck's part of some Vegas magic act. As the tornado gets closer, the wheels rise higher. Better to be far away from here when the truck smashes back down to Earth. You crawl out and keep running. You find a convenience store to take cover in, making sure not to stand too close to the glass. You head as far into the store as you can, ready to wait this thing out. But all around you, the land is burning. This fiery twister is a monster, and it's charging towards you. You look out in the distance and see another fire tornado wrecking another part of the city. In order for a tornado to form, it needs open space. That's why many of the tornadoes you see on the news happen in the same part of the U.S., where there aren't many mountains and it's nice and flat. But of course, they can happen anywhere. It's not normal to see tornadoes in the bustling downtowns of America's biggest cities. They need a lot of open space for the rotating vortex to happen. But today is not a normal day. A tornado forms in a supercell thunderstorm. That's when you have two different air temperatures going at it. The vortex you see in tornadoes forms when warm air and moisture come in from above. Below, it's a mess. The end result, the huge spiral funnel cloud we see in every tornado movie. Meteorologists can predict tornadoes somewhat by monitoring the amount of moisture in the air. Every second counts, so keep the TV on next time there's a storm brewing near you. But this doesn't really apply for a fire tornado. The winds are getting stronger and you're feeling the heat even inside the store. Outside, spiraling flamethrowers are torching everything in their path. It may be too late to find an underground shelter. You improvise a way to help protect yourself by hiding underneath the cash register. And now, you can't see anything. There's ash everywhere and the windows are all smashed, thanks tornado. If you're trapped under an avalanche, spitting can help you out. As soon as you stop moving, make a little hole around your face. Spit in the air pocket and see where gravity carries your saliva. Then start making your way out by digging in the opposite direction. If suddenly you notice that the water recedes quickly and unexpectedly from a beach, exposing the ocean floor, you should warn everyone around and get away as fast as you can. Because when the waterline is abnormally far from the shore, this is a sign of a tsunami. No air pump and a flat tire is a bad combo when you're far from home. To fix your bike, 
grab a bunch of grass or leaves and evenly pack the tire with as much as possible. That will be enough to reach a safe place. Now, do you know any other tricks to fix a flat tire without an air pump? Share your wisdom in the comments below. If you're under attack by a moose, those creatures are huge. Try to hide behind a tree. Those animals have a blind spot in their peripheral vision, so they will lose you and you can escape easier. If a black bear is chasing you, remember that you shouldn't turn your back on this animal or try to run. Either of these actions can make them hostile. Your best bet is to lie flat on your stomach to protect your organs, crossing your hands behind your neck to guard your arteries to convince the bear you don't pose any threat. Also, don't climb a tree. They do it better than you. Oh, and if you see Yogi Bear, don't try to look like a picnic basket. He'll steal you every time. In case of emergency water landing, don't inflate your life jacket before getting out of the plane. You'll end up not being able to move without help since you'll float up to the cabin ceiling. The safest thing to do is take a deep breath and swim out of the airplane, taking your deflated life jacket with you. Only when you're out of the plane, you can finally pull the inflation cord. If you're in a cold house and no heating or electricity is available for some reason, find a few large bricks, a terracotta pot, and some candles. Light the candles and put the bricks around them. Then cover the candles with an upside-down pot, placing it on the bricks. Now you have a DIY heater that can heat a whole room. If you hear the security announcement while traveling by plane and the emergency exits are made known, be sure to count how many rows it will take to get to the closest one. If the plane gets filled with smoke or there's no light during the evacuation, you could count the number of headrests until you reach your exit. Your pre-planned counting could also help others get out. If in an emergency, you need to get through a locked door, kick hard right next to the handle near the lock and avoid using your shoulders or back. The lock will break more easily. Not running away from a pack of wolves might sound like a very bad idea, to say the least. But it will, in fact, eventually make them back off. Their instinct is to chase their prey. If you stand your ground, they probably won't risk it. If you're lost in the wilderness and need to go fishing, you can use a can tab. Shape it in the form of a hook. Cut it at a slant and trim off the metal to make it look like an actual hook. The main thing is to create a sharp point. A can can also become a makeshift cooker. Take a can and cut out a hole from the side. Put some kindling inside and set it on fire. You can fry an egg on top of it. Dental floss can be super handy for surviving in the wilderness. First, use it as a fishing line together with a can tab hook. It can also serve as a clothesline stretched between two trees. It's thin, yet a single strand can hold up to 5 pounds. You can make a spear by binding a long stick and a knife together with dental floss. It's also quite flammable, so if you don't have any kindling to set larger pieces of wood on fire, try burning it. Dental floss can also be great makeshift shoelaces. A simple plastic bottle can make a very strong rope if you have a good knife. First, you need to find a small stump. It should have a diameter about the same as your bottle. Make a slit across the middle of the stump. Then cut a notch out of the stump large enough for your knife blade to fit inside. Cut off the bottleneck and make a small notch on its edge. Its width depends on the rope width you want. Place the edge of the bottle inside the center slit and put the knife in the notch in the stump with the blade towards the slit. 
Start slowly dragging the bottle through the slit. You'll see the bottle spin. As it spins, the blade will cut out the rope. You can use it to build a hut because it can secure logs really well. Now, a human can go several days without food, but there's no way we can survive without water. Water in the wild can be delicious sometimes, but if you feel like it's not safe to drink, you may need a makeshift water filter. Start with a fire. Boiling water may not be enough, so as soon as the fire ashes are cold, grind them to a powdery consistency. Don't use charcoal you randomly found in the forest. You never know what's in there. Then you need a plastic bottle. Cut off the bottom and make a hole in the cap. Turn it upside down, put in some charcoal, 3 inches are enough, and pour the water over it. The dripping water is ready to drink. To catch any excess charcoal, wrap the cap with a piece of clean cloth for extra filtration. Okay, you're getting hungry, and you probably need to start a fire. Dang, you just don't have any matches or a lighter! Empty your pockets to see if you can make a makeshift fire starter. If you have a battery, probably the one from your flashlight, and a gum wrapper, that's enough! You need to cut a thin strip of the foil wrapper, yet long enough to connect the two ends of the battery. The middle of the strip should be slimmer than the ends. Get closer to the pile of dry grass, small logs, or even some paper, whatever you're going to use to start your fire. The foil strip will ignite in seconds, setting the kindling on fire. Mosquitoes are a real pain, and there are loads of them in the woods. You can make your own DIY repellent to keep those bad guys away. All you need is an orange, a lemon, or any other citrus fruit that's full of essential oils. Peel an orange and rub the peel directly on your skin, crumpling it a bit beforehand to make those precious essential oils come out. One more useful way of keeping mosquitoes at bay is to add a few orange peels to your tinder. While burning, the essential oils will release and frighten those pesky guys away. You're in the water, covered by the heavy canvas. You push it aside, struggling for breath and trying to find your bearings. But as soon as you free yourself from the parachute trap, you notice some strange movements underwater. There's one dark silhouette circling around you. Hey, there's one more. Two, three, five. There's a whole school of fish, and they seem to be a little too interested in you. Oh no, you freeze in horror. Piranhas. All you want to do is scream in fear and get away. But wait, piranhas are calm and even a bit shy. They usually won't go after humans. In fact, it's like with most animals. They're afraid of you more than you are afraid of them. Plus, they're more of scavengers than hunters, so they're not really that into you. But if you make any sudden moves, they might panic and want to come and check out what's going on. With their teeth, of course. Some piranha species are even vegetarian. Don't get your hopes up too high, though. These surrounding you probably wouldn't say no to some nice human steak. So, yeah, either stay calm or try to move really slowly. Red-bellied piranhas, the most dangerous species among them all, have very good hearing and react to noise. That's how they locate their prey. The entire school communicates by sending signals to each other when they find potential prey. Try not to become it by yelling. 
red-bellied piranhas not only hunt when they hear noise, but they also produce it themselves. If you pick one up, or if it faces another fish, the piranha barks like a dog. Like they aren't scary enough already. Don't throw away your parachute just yet. If there's anything in your backpack, try to protect your hands and feet. These are vulnerable, easily accessible, and probably quite tasty targets piranhas might go for. Their jaw is strong enough to crush bone, so some solid shoes and thick gloves will come in handy. Movies often present piranhas as ferocious monsters with a huge set of saws for teeth. No wonder we're all afraid of them after seeing them ruin all the lake fun during the spring break. Hollywood actually picked it up from Theodore Roosevelt. At the beginning of the 20th century, he wrote a book where he described piranhas as the most ferocious fish in the world. He said he saw a school of these fish deal with an entire cow in a matter of seconds. Well, it might not be entirely like that. Research showed this is not quite a typical situation when humans or some bigger animals face piranhas. Yes, their razor teeth are really insanely sharp and around one quarter of an inch long. It's common that marine animals such as sharks and piranhas often lose their teeth. Sharks lose them one by one, while piranhas replace them in quarters. Piranhas have a strong bite, and the reason why they can actually take down animals many times their size is that they don't waste any time chewing. As they snap their jaws and bite down, the food simply goes into their bellies. They rotate, change position all the time, bite their prey, and take turns incredibly fast. So, if you see that boiling water effect going on, it spells trouble. 